Hello everyone, welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I've been me to watch that. I am your one and oh, sorry. I am your one and only host, Monica. How are you doing today? I hope you're doing well. Once again, I've taken an unexpected hiatus and I'm so sorry about that. Today, we are going to be talking about um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It is a movie I saw recently and honestly, it is one of my new favorite films. I've heard about the movie and I've seen like quotes about the film and I know like the trope, the manic pixie dream girl and the main, one of the main characters in the film was played by Kate Winslet. She is an example that's been used a lot when people talk about the manic pixie dream girl, but I didn't really know what they're referencing to. And I saw it on Netflix one day and I was thinking, you know what, I'm going to watch it because I, you, you never run out of movies to watch. You know what I mean? So I decided to watch it. It was so good. It was a great movie. The film is directed by Michael Gondry and it, the screenplay is by Charlie Kaufman. And that's truly what caught my eye about the movie because I've heard about Charlie Kaufman films. I know of the film being John Malkovich and the film adaptation. Those two films are amazing and phenomenal. I've heard about them and I learned about them in my film class, but I never really took the time to watch them. And watching Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was a trip for me because when I started watching it, I had no clue what was going on. And I made the big mistake of like Googling it, which completely ruined the movie for me. But watching the film and like not really having like of like watching the film and having a kind of understanding of Charlie Kaufman's storytelling and the way he writes films, having an understanding of it but never seeing it is something different because being able to watch this movie and really like look into the mind of Charlie Kaufman and how he like and how he shapes his narratives of the films that he writes, it truly is something different. This film is phenomenal. It's amazing. I love it so much. The movie follows this couple and they break up and it follows their story because um uh let's i it's okay it's very hard it's for me it's hard and easy at the same time to like describe this movie the basic gist of the movie is that a guy named joel who is played by jim carrey uh finds out that his ex-girlfriend clementine had a procedure that wiped him from her mind and it is such a good movie because the whole thing about the movie is like it's based in like it's based in 2004 it feels very much like every single every day it's like an everyday um romance film but there's this like weird science fiction kind of feel to it kind of twist to it and the film also follows a non-linear narrative which means that it doesn't start with like them meeting and then like them dating and like the good times and like the bad times like this movie it jumps from memory to memory, point plot point to plot point, scene to scene, and sometimes the scenes bleed into each other. And I love this film so much. I love the fact that it doesn't follow a linear narrative. I love that it follows a non-linear linear narrative because that's kind of how you think of relationships. You know, like when you stop being someone's friend, when you break up with somebody, when you stop hanging out with family members, a lot of times people remember the bad things in the relationship first. But then you remember all the good times, the sweet times, the gentle times. And I really do like this movie because it makes you have a different look on love. Because all romance movies are kind of the same. Like Hallmark makes bank every Christmas season because they make the same type of movie every single year. And they make like a hundred of the same kind of movies. And 
you know, it's comforting to know what's going to happen in a film. And it's comforting to kind of be able to follow a formula to a movie. That way you don't have to like feel like there's something unexpected will happen. But this movie is just so amazing because I think that I think that it really does like it really does like knock the door on the question knock the door yeah it knocks on the door of the question of like what would you could if you could erase someone from your mind would you do it you know like if you could plain and simple if you went through a really bad breakup with somebody that you loved and that you cared about if you had the chance to take them a take a take like to just get rid of like I really don't know how to describe it. It's so smart. It's such an interesting movie. And I kind of understand it because like Joel, he's very sad. And when he breaks up with Clementine, um, he wants to unburden himself of their past relationship. And it follows like Joel, the character Joel, I'm just gonna say right now, he's boring. It's the same thing with these guys in these movies. They start dating this really interesting girl who's like super pretty and like quirky and stuff. And like she's spontaneous and she's different. And oh my gosh, she's got she's like she's gonna awaken something in me. And the guys are always like downtrodden and sad and they're looking something to fill their life and they're looking something different. And they meet a girl who like dyes their hair blue and they feel like this girl is going to complete them. They feel like this girl is gonna change their life. They feel like this girl is the missing puzzle piece to what they need to make them feel whole to make them feel better about themselves so they feel more content and that's not gonna work because people are not puzzle pieces you know clementine is a whole human being she's not a concept she's not something you could fit in your little pocket she's not a little toy she's a person with her own needs and her own wants and when joel and clementine first are dating it's passionate it's beautiful they're in love they're happy wonderful that's great i'm happy for them but eventually the relationship sours because that's what happens in relationships relationships do not you know the relationships are not always going to be perfect and so when the relationship starts to sour a little bit you know joel gets angry he gets upset he gets mad he starts acting paranoid and insecure and you see that he relies too much on Clementine just being his sweet little, you know, sunshine, you know, his sweet little girl, like the person he can, like he doesn't, let's talk about Clementine. Clementine, smart, warm, beautiful, strong personality, right? And Joel is so introverted and he's so happy to have Clementine's life who is extroverted and spontaneous and, you know, you know, very sociable and wonderful. But he wants her to be this little he wants her to stay as he sees her you know as this fresh start something new and exciting but you know as you get to know somebody as you start to date people you see their faults you see their misgivings you see things that aren't that you see the things that weren't there when you first started dating you kind of see things that tick you off a little bit and Clementine feels that way too. She likes Paul. She likes not Paul. It's not Paul. His name's Joel. Have I told? Was I calling him Paul this whole time? Never mind. Don't answer that question. Anyways, Clementine. She loves Joel and she thinks Joel is great, but he doesn't talk to her. You know, Clementine sees communication as another form of intimacy. 
that you need to share things about each other. And Joel replies with saying that talking a lot is not the same thing as communicating. And it shows that Joel sees Clementine as a child sometimes. He sees her as immature and someone who can't, like, Clementine says that she wants to have kids, right? And at one point in the movie, she says she wants to have children. And he says that she cannot take care of children, you know, because she seeks out stimulation because she has this childlike optimism in life. And just because Clementine isn't a Debbie Downer like Joel does not mean she cannot raise a child if she wanted to. And Joel is just so... I don't know how else to describe him. He's just lame. He's sad. He's annoying. He's depressing. He's boring. He is bland. This man is like oatmeal. Just straight up instant oats. Just like no flavor, no nothing. Like Jesus Christ, sir. Like just out of people eat you out of necessity, you know? And they eventually break up. And the thing that really causes them to break up was that Clementine went out drinking and she comes home at 3 a.m and then joel accuses her of sleeping with someone else because she is someone in his mind this is what he said he said that she sleeps with other people because that's how she gets people to like her and that she's irresponsible in his eyes and joel of course is being manipulative because he's sad because he's dusty because he's just staying at home waiting for her and you knew that she liked to hang out late at night you knew that she liked to drink you knew this before you met her and you thought she would change it'd be different you thought she would be your doting little uh caretaker and your lover and just like be by your side and just do whatever you think but that's not how it works when you date somebody you're dating somebody a person a whole human being someone with their own wants and desires and needs someone who is not going to fit into a mold that you want them to fit into to let you to make you feel better joel was so wrapped up in this illusion of love and love that he thought he would have with clementine forever but that's not how relationships work you know, there are good parts and there are bad parts. And Joel realizes this as he's going through the procedure. Essentially, the procedure in the movie, it's like brain damage. They will literally erase this person from your memory. And the doctor who like coined the procedure and created the procedure, he compares it to a night of heavy drinking. So Joel decides to go through the procedure and we are watching him go through all the memories he had with Clementine. We are watching him explore the good times and the bad times, the fights that they had, like the times where they would like be under the blanket and the pillow talks. And he sees that even though that there are bad parts in their relationship, and even though they broke up, and even though the end of the relationship was kind of sad, there were still really good parts. There were still these gentle moments that you had with someone that you love and that you care about. And he wants that back. And he wants to get rid, he wants to reverse the procedure. He wants to basically get back with Clementine and stop the procedure. And, you know, in the movie, Clementine, she got the procedure first. And we see in the film as well that Clementine is having, is in distress essentially she's in emotional distress because there is something that she has to remember there's something that she's itching to remember but she can't she doesn't know what it is she can't see it. it's right there but she can't really understand it and one thing you learned about the in this one thing i learned in this movie is that this procedure does not work as well as people think it does because another person who had the procedure was the receptionist at the doctor's office the receptionist is played by kirsten dunst I love her. She's amazing. And you find out that Kirsten Dunst 
slept with the doctor and so the doctor gave her the procedure but let her keep working there so obviously the procedure is kind of like taking everything putting it in a box and locking it away but there's always that little knocking you know it's like it's like the case of Amarillo right you know the Edgar Allan Poe story where the man kills somebody and buries the body in the floorboards but you can hear the knocking you can hear the knocking so they try to get rid of you know like with the receptionist um they try to erase her memory of you know having feelings for the doctor but eventually as you watch the film you see that Kirsten Dunst can't really get rid of the feelings that she has for the doctor and you see that also Clementine can't get rid of her feelings for Joel because this homegirl's just running around the city trying to figure out what's going on like what is going on why is she like she she's hope she's she's lost it's simply put as that she's lost and also during the procedure Joel wakes up he just wakes up during the procedure and he tries to like hide Clementine away. He tries to do whatever he can to remember her because he realizes that he doesn't want to forget about her because he loves her. And the only reason why he did this procedure was because he was angry that she did the procedure. He was upset that Clementine decided to erase Joel from her mind and that made him upset. And... He wants her back. He wants to be with her. Because he realizes that Clementine is not his cure-all. You know, Joel wanted Clementine to live up to these impossible standards that he had for her. And he wanted Clementine to complete him in a way. But she is not there to do that. She is there to be his girlfriend. She can love him. She can take care of him. She can be there for him. But she's not going to fix this strange little hole that's inside of his soul and make him feel like a man. That's for him to do. And he was upset because he didn't feel complete or better dating Clementine and you can't rely on somebody else to give you a newfound sense of happiness that has to come from within you and you know he figured that out through the procedure and another thing you figure out through the procedure is that there wasn't one specific reason as to why they broke up there were a lot of different things that chipped away that chipped at the cracks of their relationship and that the one night where Joel told Clementine that she was irresponsible and that she probably slept with someone to make them like her that was the final straw for her and she left she walked out and honestly she she had every right to do so she had every right to do so but one thing I do love about this film is that it's an inward look at a failed relationship and you know I I I dare you to find somebody on this earth who does who hasn't gone through a very painful relationship and try to leave it behind whether it be through a job whether it be through a friend whether it be romantically any kind of way trying to leave a painful relationship and a lot of times when you look back on it you see all the bad memories that are there but there are good ones too and relationships linger in our minds they never really leave us and even though Joel wanted to unburden himself of the painful relationship that he went through and he wanted to get rid of his pain and he felt like erasing Clementine from his memory would get rid of his pain that didn't really work because because even though he had, even though the breakup was painful, it was painful because he loved Clementine. Because they spent so much time together. Because they got to know each other so well. Because they were in love. Because they were had this deep, passionate love within their relationship. And it hurt to see that chip away and fail and die away. And for all the 
emotional turmoil from breaking up that just ate away at him and he wanted that to go away so he could feel better so he could feel whole but that didn't make him feel better and by the end of the movie um we find out that you know joel i forget how (laughs) basically joel and clementine meet again and they get back together and they accept that their relationship isn't going to stay perfect and that it's going to be hard but that's okay you know it's all right not everything has to stay in the springtime you know seasons come and go feelings are temporary what matters is what you do in the moment with those feelings and how you deal with them and how you work through them and how you feel about them you know and that's basically all i have to say about this film it was a wonderful great movie thank you so much for listening i truly do appreciate it i hope you have a wonderful day um this has been i've been meaning to watch that with monica uh feel free to subscribe on spotify feel free to follow me on instagram if you have any suggestions about movies or tv shows i should talk about or review on this podcast feel free to email me at i've been meaning to zero to meaning oh yeah i've been no you know what actually just email me at d-u-l-c-i-o-m at hotmail.com that's my email all right that's it for me have a good day guys stay blessed